The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys and now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. And good morning, good morning, good morning. It is, guys, it's all of a sudden starting to feel uh, a lot more normal around here in January. Uh, news flying about coaching hires, which... I was shocked that we got to this stage of January without more news on that front. Looks like the Broncos and Bears are filling their job openings. Sounds like that's going to have an impact on the Cowboys coaching staff, which is amazing timing because it's time to talk Senior Bowl. How are y'all doing this morning? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, you're, and it, all it takes is one domino to fall. You know, all it takes is that one. And once the Denver one, I mean, there's talk about what Jacksonville is going to do. But with Byron Leftwich, though, you're looking at a situation where he's looking to bring personnel guys. So that's kind of a holdup over there. But when you get one, then all of a sudden the other ones start to fall. I think the thing is you had some new general managers yeah. that need to get up to speed. And I think that slowed things up a little bit. So, and, you know, there's there's reports out there that Dan Quinn might be staying with the Cowboys. I don't want to get too deep into that until we've had a chance to work on it a little bit more. But I think... What a journalist you are. Hey, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit here and go with stuff that we're reading on Twitter. Tom Pellicero I'm not, a liar no, to no. his face if any, on the internet? If anybody knows his stuff, it's probably Tom Pellicero. I just don't want to jump the gun. But I just, I do think it's interesting because, Brian, you know, like, we're going to get into talking about these players. Oh, and, I thought Dan Quinn had the Denver job. I don't know much. You know what happens at places like Mobile. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I, I mean, this is an interesting time of year. How does how could that potentially change things for the Cowboys? And again, we don't even know if they're going to go to Mobile. Yeah. But when you talk about guys hiring and, and changing jobs and stuff like that, how does that affect the beginning of this draft process as teams get ready to go down to Mobile? Yeah, there's, there's two things you can do in Mobile. You can take advantage of if you're a head coach that's looking for staff – you get inundated. You know, you always there's always guys that are kind of scouting you out. If you're a, a team that has openings at running back, offensive line, quarterback, whatever, maybe some new coaches are going to get opportunities. Matt Eberflus, guys like that, that go down there. It might be a bad situation. You might not want to go because you have everybody looking for a job and wanting to talk to you, and then you can't evaluate while you're down there. Is evaluate the players. So to me, it's really a, a kind of a twofold. You're there to look at the players. But maybe you do take the opportunity to set up a couple of interviews off campus with guys if you have some positions. Say, for example, if the Cowboys moved on from Joe Philbin as an offensive line coach and they went down there. Trying to will that into existence. It's the second the, As I row. say, I'm just giving you an example of something that could happen. <laughs> yeah. If they were looking for that type, they could set up some guys. Maybe some guys like a Mike Munchak or something like that from Denver. Some of these staffs that have – openings uh you know George Warhop at Jacksonville these are coaches that are out of jobs that are good coaches and maybe you take the opportunity to after practice hey let's meet over here for lunch we'll do a little interview and kind of get a little bit of an idea what's going on 
Kyle Yeomans also starting to feel a little bit more like January because we got approved to go to Mobile. Boom. Very excited about that. How about that? that? We'll miss you all next week. I do. I miss I miss our trips to uh, what's what's the oyster house down there? Is it the Acme? Win- no, Winsels. Winsels. Winsels Oyster Acme's house. in New Orleans, right? Yes, Acme is in New Orleans. Yeah. Looking forward Brian, to that. Brian, I'm surprised you're not going to be in a Winnebago just driving all the way down there. You know, if they let me go in a Winnebago, I would. <laughs> I'd absolutely go in a Winnebago. If you didn't have Feats to... of strength, as you know. If that's you didn't my have to motto. fill five hours of radio a day. Yeah. I'd love to go down. I love the Senior Bowl. I love the Senior Bowl. I love the Combine. My two favorite places. Fantastic segue into, all right, so we can talk about Dan Quinn. We can worry about all that stuff later. But the Senior Bowl starts next week. Practices. We'll have a chance to look at some of these guys. What What are your early thoughts on this roster? And I, I looked through it last night knowing we were going to talk about it. I know this isn't. It's not a star-studded draft. At least it doesn't seem like it to me. But for what seems like the sixth or seventh year in a row, like I mean, all the important quarterbacks are going to be there. What 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 stands out to you from this roster? Well, starting with quarterback, six of my top seven quarterbacks are in Mobile. I mean, that's that's a pure thing off the top. I mean, this is of course early rankings in my regard, but. Six of the top seven. The only one that's not in Mobile was Ole Miss's quarterback who tore his ACL in the Sugar Bowl in Matt Corral. So there are so many talented players, and it's not just quarterback, running backs, wide receivers. There's a lot of really good wide receivers. Pretty much every good senior outside of maybe Chris Olave from Ohio State, who you mentioned in the first show, is going to be there. Tight end. There are eight really good tight ends that are going to be a part of the festivities down in Mobile. And, and usually you see it. Every once in a while, you'll have a good position group. Like a couple years ago, the defensive tackles were really solid, and Neville Gallimore was a part of that, but Javon Kinlaw was there. There were a bunch of guys in the mix in terms of that defensive line that were really impressive. This year, I really see it on the offensive side of the football and a lot of the really good skills positions that are going to be fun to watch in practice. It's almost like a rite of passage to fall in love with a receiver or two during senior bowl practice. Yeah, I, I think I counted. I think I counted. Let's see. Let me do this again. That's uh, five, eight, ten, twelve. I got uh, twelve second round grades on guys that are playing in this game. Wow. So to me, that's and my only first round guy. Again, I, I'm not uh, to the point where I've seen a uh, two hundred guys or anything like that. But the hundred or the sixty guys I've seen. You know, Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, would be a guy that uh, I'd be very interested. But, yeah, when you start to talk about defensive ends, there's a couple defensive tackles. Mathis uh, from Alabama, I think, is a guy you're going to have to look at. Logan Hall from Houston, another defensive tackle. That's a one and a three right there. As far as uh, the techniques, uh, Jermaine Johnson in, Cam Thomas, these defensive ends. You know, Sanders. I mean, there there are some defensive ends in this thing. And plus these uh, these guards, if you're interested in a guard or a tackle, uh, with Zion Johnson, you know, Kennard, we mentioned him as well. Penny, you know, Falale, uh How would you say that? Falalele? Falale. I mean, right off the Falale. jump, that sounds okay. What yeah. position? He's a the Minnesota offensive tackle. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, that's where, you know, you mentioned the tight ends. McBride is a kid that I watched at Colorado State that I kind of like a little bit. So, yeah, it, it's a, it, they've done a really nice job down there with – the with the, the the roster and where, how they've put that together. That's I'm, I, and you're a perfect person to ask. You've been involved in the draft process since the early '90s. It seems to me like the roster's a lot better overall than it used to be. Not not this specific year, but 
even in the time since I started doing this, it seems like the Senior Bowl is getting a better quality of player to be willing to go. I mean, it blew my mind when they got Baker Mayfield to show up. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Why do you think that he is? He showed up. He didn't Wait, do the whole lot. He still he went. He they still there. got him to go. You know, I think that I think what's happened is that you you know, Phil Savage used to run the Senior Bowl and you know, to me there was you know, Phil didn't have it was like a small committee of guys. The Senior Bowl has taken on a whole new different look when it comes to the evaluation. Phil used to really rely on like the scouts telling him what guys, and then it came down to okay, well then, hey, we have to, you know, we have to extend invitations. I, I think now, with you look at the new regime and what they've been able to do there in, in Mobile, is that they've done a better job. They, they have a full time really scouting department. They go to all these games. They they have their own sets of eyes. They have personnel evaluations. So not only do you take what's going on with from the input you get from general managers and scouts. You have your own input, and I think that's what's made the game so much better. And you've also had guys that have gone to the Senior Bowl, played, got exposure, had success, and it's actually helped their draft stock. You know, so I think there's a lot of positivity about the Senior Bowl and what it is going forward. Really good example of what you just talked about. What about Mac Jones last year? There was yeah. a lot of talk about him going early second round, maybe mid-second round as a quarterback out of Alabama, and then all of a sudden he goes to Mobile. Matt Rule is raving about this guy. We spent two months talking about him as the number two overall. Pick. And then he, yeah, and then he popped him. I, I know. Jeffrey, knowing oh, – okay, all of that said, though, Cowboys' first-round pick isn't going to be in Mobile, more than likely. More than likely, I feel like. It could be if it's yeah. Lloyd. It could be if it's Lloyd. Roger could, McCreary. I, okay, could be. Well, are, well, just penning. What are you looking for in these? I know you're not going to be able to go. I wish you were. But what are you looking for in these three practices? Uh, I what I care about the Senior Bowl week for is the level of competition is consistent and it's really really good. And college teams like offenses and defensives, they're all very very different. What they ask people to do is very very different. At the Senior Bowl, you strip all of that away and you say, all right, how about you versus him? The one-on-ones are the most fun part, right? Like it's, let me see, can you cover him? Can you get open on him? Can, and so, like, guys who – take the Georgia guys, right? They got Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, Devontae Wyatt. Like, they got a bunch of guys at the Senior Bowl. Their defense was awesome, and they had so many awesome players – and while I'm studying Nicobe Dean, their linebacker who's going to go in the first round, I keep making notes of check who the other linebacker is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, there's a different one. Check who that linebacker is. Oh, my God, there's another one because Nolan Smith is a pass rushing linebacker of theirs. And like every one of them, it's like, man, that dude can absolutely fly and that dude can absolutely hit. And so you get your eyes on all these different guys. And I guess back to my original point, I'm going to name one guy Jalen Petrie. He's a safety at Baylor. I have no idea if he can cover. No, none. He can't because the dude plays the slot for them, and I don't think I've seen a snap of man coverage. So like he blitzes, he plays the run, um, he's super aggressive, got he great wants, instincts. Yeah, he wants to break everybody in yep. half. I have no clue if he can cover. In Mobile, you'll find out because they're gonna make you. Yeah, and so it, it's just a great evaluating tool for guys who you haven't seen do certain things to see. What do you got? That's a really great point, and I'm, we'll see some linebackers work at edge. Probably, we'll see some like tweener edge guys do some linebacker drills. 
Well, that's you know that's the thing with Jim Nagy, and we talk about him taking over, and he works with these the coaches, you know, the Lions, and you know what they're you know, and, and the Jets. I mean, he's going to work with those coaches and say, "Hey, listen, we've got grades on these guys playing," and coaches and scouts will go up and ask, "Hey, could you give this guy some reps at defensive end?" Like you know, the other day, if say if Micah Parsons had gone to the Senior Bowl. That maybe Micah Parsons might have been a guy you'd seen get some reps at rush end, and you'd said, "Whoa, I remember seeing Micah Parsons rush and kind of having that in your mind." It's so good for the Cowboys that the draft process was so incomplete that year. Well, in that he didn't play an entire. That's year what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they, you, if you had a, if you had a more complete picture of who Micah Parsons was, where do you think he goes? Top four. I, it's hard to imagine him it's falling hard past because Atlanta. You also have to look at back at the top of that draft. Like I don't think Atlanta is upset about their pick. Not at all. I don't no, think no. since he's upset no. about their pick. They're I definitely not. Maybe Sewell and Slater would flip flop. Um, yeah. But doing that exercise is really fun because I thought the same thing. Like Micah Parsons is freaking incredible. Surely he would go in the top three. And you're like, wait, no, they'd probably still pick a quarterback. Yeah. That pick worked out great. Don't that but one's working New out York great. probably could have taken a linebacker there. Don't you yeah. think if it was Micah Parsons? Kyle Pitts was fantastic, and you sure. know I love Kyle Pitts. But don't you think most people would draft a 13-sack edge rush linebacker guy over a tight end? Uh, no. You don't, I, I never looked at him as a tight end, so that's fair. That's like, kind of what would I— Would you take Devin White over Travis Kelsey? I don't think Devin White's— He's a double-digit sack guy that's a good linebacker. He has—but I think their skill sets are different. Like, sure. the Bucs don't use Devin yeah. the way that the Cowboys use Micah Parsons. I think the Cowboys had to use Micah Parsons because they didn't have a defensive end to rush. Oh, I asked Dan that. I was like, is it fair to say that this only, sometimes, this sometimes only happened an, because yeah. nobody was available? Sometimes at a necessity, you come up with great ideas. You know what's that? What's that saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, well, I you know the, I, I just think they do a really nice job. The Senior Bowl is they we've talked about this. They do a lot better job with the evaluation. I think they do a better job of the coaches putting them through the drills, the one on one stuff. Jeff's talking about that film that you watch in the Senior Bowl is invaluable. When well, remember Ali Marpet from Hobart? You know, yeah. I mean, we watched Ali Marpet and the Hobart tape. I keep bringing it up because of the bounce house and the out in the end zone and stuff. But when you watched Ali Marpet play at the Senior Bowl, you he know, looked like he belonged. Yeah, you know, there's there's there are players that are going to get opportunities that from these small schools that that your, your tape is going to be a little bit you know a little bit lacking. But Senior Bowl tape might help you. This is I I went through the roster just because there's there's always a guy Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan is yeah. another one who's sure. safety turning turning into a nice player for the Patriots. Yep, got a got an offensive lineman from Fordham. Yeah, seven blocks of granite. We Vince Lombardi school. <laughs> Shout out to Fordham. I thought I saw a Gregory. I, I saw an Wachita Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Was. I, I watched him last Gregory night. Gregory Junior. I watched him last night. How would he look? I look. You know what? It's funny. It, it's he's playing at Cliff Harris Stadium there. The old Cowboys. Yeah, that's where he was playing. Nice. But this guy. I mean, you know, you're watching him play against Southern Arkansas, Henderson State. The the guy. He looks small on tape. He's like a 5'11", 201 guy. He looks small, and it's funny because everything about him looks like that he could be a good player. I mean, he's a relaxed pedal. He, he's really quick. He bursts. This is what the Senior Bowl is for, though. Guys like this, the Gregory Juniors of the world, who probably should have been at a, maybe a little bit better, but the competition to step up. You know, if he goes out there and you start to hear him cover and see him in the one-on-one and he doesn't look out of place, 
then you're now you're now you're even going back and you're saying, okay, I've got to know a little bit more about this guy. But I mean, he, this guy's really, really a natural player. The way he moves, and you know, scouts and coaches, we miss players all the time. Kids end up at places like that because they fall through the cracks. You know, and I'm sure this kid will go out there in Mobile and he'll do just fine covering guys from Michigan and Ohio State and wherever else he has to cover guys from. There's also a Sam Houston uh, corner as well out there. That's, I mean, which, fair, and and I love that. Like, you give guys an opportunity. But we're at the point, and I love this. I love it about the draft process and football in general. Like, FCS doesn't even feel like a reach to me anymore. You know, like, those guys are on Thank national Thank you, North TV. Dakota State. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jabriel Cox is yeah. a fantastic example. Made that jump to LSU. Pinning the offensive tackle we've been talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, and so, I mean, Sam Houston, I think, played in the national title game this year, Not right? this year, last or year. Two okay. years ago, okay. yeah. Or in the spring, technically. So, since the last Senior Bowl, then yeah. They but that, that is, that's a quality program. So, uh, Zion McCullum, I see you, buddy. I'm ready to watch you. What would you do if I told you... Will McClay took over the draft process in 2014. You never drafted a small school guy? We can actually, we got a question. Only Boise. That's as small as you go. We got a question about that in Twitter on the And 20. you load up on those guys. Law Tech. They've, yeah, drafted, Woods. they've drafted 18 Senior Bowl guys in the time Will's been running the draft. Yeah. 2015. Senior Bowl's got a lot of good players. Yeah. 2015's the only year that they haven't done it. And they've drafted six in the last two years. Gallimore. Reggie Robinson, Bradley and I, Oso Digizua, Chauncey Golston, and Jabril Cox. I mean, there's 15 or 20 guys at the Senior Bowl that are going to be top 60 picks. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. just just in my 60 guys, what I say, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever the number I gave you there, that it's second round. Yeah, and they 12, probably, and they probably have six first rounders. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen all of the them. The quarterbacks, either. like you're going to have three or four quarterbacks go. I guess Penning's going to go in the first. Dotson might go in the first. The Penn State wide receiver. Yeah. Devin Lloyd's going to go in the first. Yeah. There might be seven, eight first round picks in it, Mobile. It feels unfair. I mean, yeah, the quarterbacks will be first round picks. Right. But like, I don't know. That feels like cheating to me a little bit. Using the quarterbacks? Well, yeah. A, because the Cowboys aren't going to draft them, and B, because quarterbacks get overdrafted. And that's exactly what's going to happen this year because it's not a strong quarterback class. I like Kenny Pickett up at the top, and Malik Willis is going to impress some people in Mobile because he's finally going to have an offensive line that blocks for him well. Uh, Willis out of Liberty, Pickett out of Pittsburgh. But it it's not a good quarterback. I'd like to use this platform to announce that you will never hear a strong quarterback opinion from me ever again. Because, Why damn it, it's impossible. Oh, are, is this in relation to Josh Allen? Just all of them. Like, Josh <laughs> Allen's the ultimate all outlier. And, like, yeah, that was a not very good college player that couldn't throw a ball accurately that now can. And it's like it's evaluating quarterbacks is so, so hard. Brian's so never, proud of himself. ever get a strong I want a good little run me. right now. You, would, you, you could find some... Uh, Tweets that I'd be really embarrassed about about Josh I, Allen. Let if me you tell you what. Time to go you talk about him. the senior bowl. I think this is a big time for Sam Howell from North Carolina. Absolutely, because Sam Howell came into this process as being one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. I think it's super, super important, and I think people are sleeping on him. That's my guy that I'm going to kind of champion a little bit. He did. I love Willis. I love what he. You watch the old Miss game, you'll fall in love with him just because of the sheer will that he played with in that football game. But Sam Howell is a guy that I kind of feel like that people were on him early, and then he, they got real quiet about him because North Carolina's season wasn't very good. 
and I think he's going to make somebody a good quarterback one day. It's worth pointing out he lost like his entire supporting cast yeah. coming out of 2020. All right, actually, this pertains to a question we got for Twitter on the 20, so we're going to take a slightly early break, and we got y'all's questions coming up after this. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbalanced bending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. It is the second segment of the draft show, which means it's time to take your questions. We got Twitter on the 20. Twitter on the 20. Beautiful. All right. Uh, I mentioned this before the break. I think that this is the type of stuff that fascinates me. Sam wants to know, do you think, do you think this will be a harder to predict than usual first round because of the quarterback situation? Like this doesn't appear to be a year where we're going to be debating four quarterbacks at the top of the round? Or do you think that narrative is going to change as we get a better look at some of these QBs? I think this will be a a hard first round to predict because, yeah, it's not even just the quarterbacks to me. I think um, ranking the offensive linemen is really hard. Like I think Brian told me the other day what his is, and I'm like, (laughs) not me. Uh, I think the offensive tackles, the order that they're going to go in, don't know. The quarterbacks, who's going to prefer them? How many teams are going to think one of them's worth a first-round pick? Don't know. Who's the best pass rusher? That's up in the air. Uh, how many pass rushers are worth a first-round pick? That's up in the air. There's not a dominant defensive tackle in this draft class that's a pass rusher. Um, like there's so many unique things about this draft class that I actually like picking around 24. I might like to pick it like 19 or 20, but I like picking at 24 
because you get to let everybody else figure it out. I was going to say a good player. this, and maybe maybe you would say this ever. No, no, you wouldn't. This feels like a year where picking twenty fourth isn't the end of the world. No. Like that kind of feels like where the sweet spot starts to come into play, or am I just being biased? No, I think you're right, because right up at the top of the draft, you, you have a couple names. But other than that, it's not like it's a eight or nine pick deep where you're hoping a couple of those guys fall. Last year, you were sitting at 10, and you were hoping those corners fell. If Patrick Sertan and, and J.C. Horn, you were hoping those guys fell because they, they were top 10 talents, and then, of course, you ended up finding Micah Parsons along the way. This year, there's not that deep of a, or it's deeper than it is top heavy, in terms of the draft talent. You have the Hutchinsons up at the top. You have the Thibodeaux, a couple other players probably sprinkled in that 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 mix. But after that, it can really go anywhere. Uh, it just ends up falling. Now, the other thing I wanted to point out: we've done mock drafts each of the last two years, and going all the way into the third round, two years ago, so 2020, we got eight of the first ten picks right. In our mocks all the way through. So it was pretty predictable, right? Last year we got the four, first four picks right and not a single one after that. Yeah, everything. Because as soon as one thing falls. Everything went to hell pretty quick. Everything goes a completely different direction. And I, I assume that's probably going to be the case this year. You're probably going to get maybe the first two or three picks right. And then somebody's going to surprise you by taking a player. And then all of a sudden it's going to domino from there on out. I think the unpredictability of the, of the round, what's going to happen ahead of you is going to be in the future of the two New York teams and what happens in Philadelphia. I think those teams are going to dictate what direction this draft goes. Just based off of the pure draft capital that Just they the have? numbers they have. Which And we can throw this back, if you remember Tuesday, Tim wanted to know our thoughts on the situation with Philly. Yeah, They have pick 15, pick 16, and pick 19. All ahead of you. What do you think is more realistic? I mean, if they draft three guys and hit on them, they could revamp their team in an offseason. Or knowing Howie Roseman, do you think it's more likely that they use that capital move around? I kind of feel like that they're going to try and move around a little bit. Howie making three picks. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. That's, That's why I said – He's you making know, either one or two or he's making 11 yeah. with those three. I could see the Giants holding in there. I could see the Giants making two picks, You know, their two picks. I could see the Jets maybe making one of the picks and then trying to move – for some more, Philadelphia is going to move. What Philadelphia is not going to not going to sit there. What if they go trade for a quarterback? Well, that's yeah. I mean, they that's 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 a possibility there. But I I, I think that this draft completely is going to be not controlled. But when we figure out what the Giants are going to do again, I think the Giants are going to stay there and pick. I, you know, the, the Jets. I think the Jets can new, move one of those picks. New GM, though. It's not Gettleman who loves to stand. stand no, pat. they need players. Yeah. They're not going to need players. That, you know, that's the, 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 what happens when you walk in that building in New York, even if you're a new general manager or whatever, history starts to tell you that you need to, we need players. You know, our roster, look at our roster. We need players, that kind of thing. That's, that team's in cap trouble, too. What they carry over, Jeff? $13,000 the other day? They yeah. are, they are yeah. like really top. Like they have a lot of money sure. committed to such a bad roster. Sure, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so to me, that's where they're at right now. But I, th- this draft will be hard to predict just because of those. Those picks owned by those three teams, if they move, if they stay, you know, I, I think that teams, I think there's some teams that are locked into, to, to, committed to looking at quarterbacks. You know, I think Davis Mills playing better in Houston kind of gave them a little bit of a better understanding, depending on who they get as their head coach. 
is another thing. But to me, you know, the Giants, they're trying to talk themselves into thinking that their quarterback's good. But they yeah, might not. They I mean, doubled down on it. Yeah, we, we kind of talk about this thing not being a very good quarterback draft. All it takes is one team believing that, sure. that we don't know what we're talking about, and that happens a lot. Leo's going to make this really simple. Uh, he says, pick 24, N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd? N'Kobe linebacker. N'Kobe Dean. Dean's linebacker out of Georgia. Dev, uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, if you're not familiar. One's one six foot, one six three, and they both play their ass off. And they both tackle, they both run, they both finish. You know, if you went either way with those guys, it just depends on what you want. You know, if Dan Quinn stays and, you know, with the way the coaching thing's going right now, you know, Dan's really, you got really one more team, I think, that you have to, to dodge and, you know, we'll see. But, the, you know, the, the Dan, Dan's played with shorter linebackers before. He has. He and, drafted and, uh, Deion Jones. He did. He sure did. So to me, that's, I, you know, that, I think it's open. To you know, either one of those guys, I would be super, super happy with. It just depends on do you want a six foot guy or a six three guy. Jeff said Dean, Brian's a coward. Kyle, no, what do you think? Didn't say <laughs> Which I'll, one did I'll you t- pick? Which one did you pick? I'll take the Georgia kid. I have him over. If, that, if, okay. if yeah. we're doing that, yeah, I, I'm yeah, just that's telling what you. I would be, to I'd be, know. He I'm wanted gonna, to know which one. Georgia. I would take Dean as well. But which one do you feel like would pair better with Micah Parsons? Because either one. Either one's okay. going to play either fine. One. That's what I was trying to say. They can both say. cover. They can both Until I was called a coward, but either one's yeah. fine. It's not fun being antagonized by the host, Not at all. Not I at think, all. Who I, would you take? Have you looked either one? I haven't seen them. I'm sorry. Okay. But I've, I've watched Part a lot of— Part of the draft show, you got to kind of gotta watch these I've guys. I've watched a lot of N'Kobe Dean just yeah. watching Georgia football. Yeah. He is a very good player. I would like to have him on this yeah. team. N'Kobe Dean is either like uh, Roquan Smith— or if you like more recent names and you're watching in. the draft show, I think N'Kobe Dean is a supercharged Nick Bolton that can blitz. Sick. That's what I think he is. Like, yeah, Nick, I love that. Like Nick Bolton isn't the athlete that N'Kobe Dean is, but N'Kobe Dean does the same thing Nick Bolton did a year ago, which is when the ball is snapped, he's the first one moving, he's going the right way every yeah. time. And I just, again, from watching Dean... Not saying he can like rush the passer the way Micah can. He can blitz. No, but Nobody I like can stay in front of him. He's he he can live in the backfield, and he's done it at the highest level of football. Um, Ruben, which I don't, I'll, I'll just throw it to y'all. You tell me. He we talked about this in the first segment. The Cowboys do not really draft small school guys. Like Louisiana Tech and Boise are about as small as they've gone in the Will McClay era. Ruben wants to know, like, is that good? Should they be taking a harder look at at guys like that? And I think my answer to that would just be, I think they do. Like, it's not like they don't look at those guys. They just use school pedigree as a tiebreaker, right? Well, I think the tiny school thing is, you know, how many of those guys are getting drafted. The odds are that any of the 32 teams aren't going to draft a really small school guy on any given year. So... Uh, I think it probably is a preference because you're more comfortable watching the the level of competition of the bigger school guys. And I think that makes sense for an NFL team because the idea of the draft, I think, or a big part of it, is minimizing risk. You want to have the best odds of the dude being able to play in the NFL and help your team as you can. And a great way to minimize risk is to feel better about the tape you saw. So I get it. If there's a small school guy that you love – like, I bet Will McClay would pick DeMarcus Ware. I bet he would. Yeah. I bet they could get that right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense to lean hard into the bigger schools because – and that's why the Senior Bowl is so important. The little school guys, mm-hmm. when you line up against Penn State, whoop them. How when do you, you line look? up against Michigan, whoop them. 
that will get an NFL team to go, okay. I be, and DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus Ware was a senior bowl guy, right, Brian? Yes. I bet he smashed it. I bet. <laughs> I bet he was great. If Will drafted a small school guy, I bet he'd be a senior bowl guy. I don't know if they would draft a guy like that purely off college tape. What do you think? The only, uh, and I'm just looking at my notes, the only really small school guy that I have that's a senior bowl guy in the, in the first two rounds is Penning from North, Northern Iowa. That's the only guy I've got that's small school guy. Now, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if they take him. But that that that's that's Jeff's right. If you know he's got to Penning's got to show up and prove. You can watch him play against Iowa State, and it wasn't always pretty. So if he goes out there and flops around and stuff like that against some of these really good rush ends that I was talking about earlier, then that kind of gets you that well maybe he's not all for this. And I, I think that does influence you when you watch the Senior Bowl stuff if you're a small school guy. From a more general uh, general standpoint, you might be able to speak better to this, Brian. But as a scout and in a scouting department, you're always taught don't look at the helmet, right? Yes, yeah. it's, it's scout the player, not the team. Sure, but there is a level of comfort for a scouting department whenever you do have success drafting a certain type of player from a certain type of program, right? Yeah, I was taught that it, he better walk on water. If it's a small school guy, he better walk on water. If there's bounce houses in the end zone. If there's bounce houses in the end zone, you got a shot too. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the guys that walked on water, if you go back through history, the guys like a Jerry Rice, a Walter Payton, schools like that. You know, Jackson, you know, uh, Todd, uh, uh, I almost said Todd McNair, McNair from yeah, Steve, McNair. Uh, Steve McNair from Alcorn. Now, those guys walked on water. Is walking on water only for early round picks or is that throughout the I draft, think the, I basically? think the early round. I think the early round pick because you're going to you're going to hit on a you're going to hit on a, a if you're lucky and if you draft a small school guy like an Andre Reed from, you know, Kunstown State or something like that, you know. Brian, shout out our friends on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Hello. They are. I love those guys on the other side. Our buddy, they, they ask you questions? Our buddy, our buddy Lorne uh, from, from our UK contention. I, lo- I love nice. those folks over there, by the way. And I hope, I hope that the Cowboys with Jacksonville being yeah. on the schedule. Let us all. I hope the league comes out and says here just in the next couple of weeks that we're all, we're all heading back that direction. That would be a lot of fun. So from fun. your lips so you to God's ears. Drink? Oh yes. my gosh! Yes, yeah, yeah. like fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, supposedly, again, they know their football over there too. It's, it's early days. Uh, David Ajabo, the Michigan end. Yeah, uh, is Scottish born? He actually is Nigerian and lived in and Scot- wound up in Scotland. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Right. right. Lauren's worried that Randy Gregory is going to leave. Do we think David Ajabo is a realistic candidate in the twenty-four range? I kind of think that to me, we talked about the way I would have it is because yes, no, Kaloftis, Walker, and then schools. Kaloftis is Purdue, right? And then Walker's Georgia, okay. And then and then Ajabo is you're talking about is Michigan. I kind of feel like that that would be the order I would have them in if those three were available. I think Karloftis is a hell of a player mm-hmm. for, from Purdue. I really, really do. Walker, I think Walker's got some ability. I kind of like how they move him. They have him as an end. He could play. He could play inside too for you. I think his pass rush stuff is not as good as what I would see in Karloftis if that was given. I love the way Purdue in my brain is just the epitome of like a six and six 
playing at 11 a.m. Big Ten team, but like they've always got a badass or two. They knocked around. off. If you remember, and they last always yeah, they, they always knocked beat off. Somebody. They knocked off number two Iowa and number three Michigan State last yeah. year. There's such spoilers in the Big they Ten. They murdered Ohio Ohio State a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Coyle from last year too, uh, undrafted free agent. Rondell Moore. Yeah. Uh, they got a receiver. Is I can't think of his name right now. I don't know if he's in, in this the draft class. this year. I think he's in this yeah, class. Yeah, uh, David Bell. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Uh, John wants early thoughts on safeties, guys that can maybe play single high. Kyle Hamilton's obviously the big one. I don't know if that's realistic. I saw a deal where he's going to Philadelphia, by the way. On like a mock draft, I think it was Bucky Brooks's mock draft. They had a run there where they Philadelphia oh, yeah, he dropped all the way to fifteen. Philadelphia, oh. Philadelphia took three guys in a row. I went, oh damn, that's hard for me to <laughs> one imagine. of those deals. Was yeah. it was it Linderbaum? No, it was Linderbaum Hamilton. Hamilton. I mean, they 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 he had he had all Clean three of them. Nineteen yeah. was a bad pick. I forgot who it was. Yeah. Any other safeties that you like? Bad pick besides Mr. Hamilton. Yeah, I, I, do you, you, Jeff, you watched uh, you watched the kid from Michigan, didn't you? Yeah, Daxton Hill. Daxton yeah. Hill's a really good player. Uh, I think Daxton Hill at Michigan is probably a guy that's going to go somewhere between pick number twenty and pick number thirty-five or forty. Mm-hmm. He plays the slot and he plays safety for Michigan. He ain't scared of contact in any way, shape, or form, and he runs like the wind. Like like a lot of guys, you don't get a perfect picture of the NFL player that he's going to be because of how teams use guys in college. But Daxton Hill is a guy that I think is going to offer somebody the versatility to be a yeah. one of your deep half field safeties, maybe a free safety. Um, Can he play the nickel? Play the nickel? Oh, yeah. absolutely. He does on tape. Yeah. But so many college guys in the nickel on tape. I want all of them to go to the Senior Bowl because so many college guys when they play the nickel on tape, they are stand and wait and chase. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that kind of coverage ain't going to work in the NFL, yeah. but it's kind of what they do. Where they're just like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I try to touch you and I chase you. But I mean, he's got makeup speed for days. Daxton Hill flies. Yeah, I think the thing that's really cool about him, and I think Jeff nailed him, by the way. That was a really good report on him because to me, you know, he, he's one of those guys that you can watch him and you talk about Chase and they put him in the slot and he'll go inside. I think that's if you get me a defensive back that could play running inside and deny the football. How many times have we seen plays, big plays, given up inside because the corner or somebody can't cover a guy going inside? This guy can do that. And I think he did a really good job of avoiding penalties, especially when he had to go inside and cover. You know, you could get a little grabby or come over the back and stuff like that. But this guy's got some toughness to him. You know, when you watch him, when he reads the routes and it's all of a sudden the ball's coming his direction, he's going to tackle. You know, I mean, Michigan State, Running back, the the kid Walker, Walker tried to run over him. Didn't work. It didn't work. He 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 well, said technically he did fall backwards. But he but, but he, he was not scared. He wasn't. Yeah, he stepped, yeah, yeah that guy hit him. I mean, it was a good collision there. I thought he was a wrap up tackle. So, kind of a smart guy. Finishes plays. It, it, it could play in coverage. There's when I first watched him play, he was one of the first guys I'd seen play. I thought this was Dallas's pick. And I didn't know when Dallas was going to pick. I was thinking Dallas is going to pick at 29 right. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought didn't this was all? I thought this was the guy. I, I thought this was who they were going to take. I think they have a better shot at doing that now that Dan Quinn could potentially be back yeah. even more cuz he fits that system almost Well, if they lose all their safeties too. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming that assuming it and I have no reason to doubt Tom Pelissero. Uh, um, he knows his stuff, but assuming that's true, I'm excited to have some clarity about the type of guys we're going to want to look at. That, exactly. And that it'll help us going into Mobile next week yeah, too cuz then we can look at that guy and that guy and that guy and say that's a Dan Quinn guy. 
Safety, just my overall thought is Kyle Hamilton is going to be gone before you're even or even close to 24. You've got two names, and it's Dax Hill and Brisker, who we talked about in the first show from Penn State, who will yep. out, be out at the Senior Bowl. And then, to me, there's a big drop-off before you see the next couple guys like Sion from Georgia and McKinley from Oregon, Cross from Maryland. There's a significant gap. So... Maybe if you don't take one of those two names and it works out to where you you even talk about a safety in the first round, which with this front office we know is not necessarily the case. Wouldn't bet on it. Then you're probably not going to see trade a down? safety is, name is, until three is, or four. Is Kyle over there trying to get Captain Trade down to ride? Not, not for a safety. We're trying to add a pick and get a safety? <laughs> huh? If you want to add a pick, maybe. But We, we can move this wait, bad boy back to actually, 31, 32. Well, I was about to say, keep it in like the, the 20s. Safeties. I don't want to go out of the first round to... Pick up a safety in the 80s. I love a good segue. I love a good segue. I hate this question, but th- my job is to field the questions that you send me. So, Rob. <laughs> oh, and you're telling him you hate his question I to do his it. face. I do hate his question, okay. but he wants to know if the Cowboys were to trade Amari Cooper this uh. offseason, what kind of compensation do you think they could get that I, I assume he's asking because you would imagine it would help their draft cap? Second round. I'll tot- That's all it would take? I'll totally guess second round at most. At most. And maybe less. Age? Injury issues? I yes. think I think the injury history is something that's very re- relevant here. Yeah. I think his compensation is fair for the player, right? Yeah. He's a $20 million player. He's a $20 million talent. You I are, think- which part of what made him so valuable the first time he was traded is mm-hmm. very young for an NFL vet. I mean, he's still young for a guy that's been in the league six, seven years, yeah. but not as young as he was, and mm-hmm. he wasn't on a huge contract, yeah. whereas now he is. Yeah, now he's yeah. now he's fairly compensated, and I think if you just add up that he's a nicked-up guy, and like we can pretend that the Oakland stuff doesn't matter and no teams care about it, but yeah. even going back to the Raiders stuff, I think there's people around the league that look at his demeanor and won't be interested. I think there's some teams that would just be like, eh, we're not going to give up much. Remember, people were talking about, does he even like football? Yeah. And yeah. Probably. Is this a glass eater? No. Probably unfair, in my opinion, but valid. Like, that's a valid thing that I think What's other What's unfair things... about it? I just, I think. That we think he loves football. Yeah. But, but I, I'm projecting I mean, other people's thoughts. Y'all yeah. talk to Amari every week. I yeah. mean, I just. I Wonderful guy to talk to because he because he's got a lot of other interests. I think. <laughs> I think he's been available the entirety of the time that like, he, he I, lines up and plays. You have trouble getting him the ball. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, Amari Cooper being having a disappointing year this year. I do not put on Amari Cooper. Not at all. I don't personally. Hmm. That's uh, why I still think I think second round has to be. Even though it's the probably the max. I don't. Wouldn't, I wouldn't accept anything less. Honestly, would you? Are y'all interested in doing that? No, not even a little bit. I think I'm with I'm with you. I think Kirk. Think. Yeah. Nah. No, we we've talked about this. No, but you asked the question. No, it, I know that I, was I, a second I, round pick, and I think that's where we're at. You yeah. know, I, I think the thing. Uh, let's be honest though, too. If if we went back and did and and did all our shows from the summertime, we were all talking about could this receiving crew all have a 1,200 yards yep. and all that? Oh, I so, a lot I, I'd say it's probably a little disappointing. Yeah, I think all the projections we had for this group was disappointing. But do you put that on the player or do you put that on the coaching staff? Players. You do? I, I, put, do. I mean, you got players to go out there and play. A, there's a chunk of it. Yeah, I mean, you can't sit there and just say that it's all Kellen Moore's fault. You know, you can't. I mean, you got to blame Dak. you got to blame the receivers. How about availability? He missed three games because there's, he got yeah. sick. 
I, I you know, I forgot about that when I said he's been available. That is, and I, I imagine that's something that frustrated the front office. Which absolutely, is, it did. They haven't really shied away from. They have that not. I still don't think you make this team better by getting rid of your best, who I think is still your best receiver. Do you feel like they use him the right way? Not right now. No. Okay. But you can. Do you fix trust that. anybody across the hall that I'm? I'm going to do it to you now. Do you, you trust anybody across the hall to get him the ball? At this particular moment, I don't feel confident about it. Yeah. But it's January. We got time. I can talk myself into this. We again. said that in. Week. <laughs> I was about to say you're going to do it again. You're going to show up in week, week eight and week ten and all right, week twelve. We're getting very <laughs> existential here. We're getting depressing. Uh, so let's not do that. Let's take our second break and come back and talk more Senior Bowl. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. We're turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the final segment of the Draft Show. Final Draft Show before the Senior Bowl gets underway. Which, without further ado, we talked about this in the first segment a little bit. But just out of curiosity, for for my own sake, let alone anybody listening to this, I would love to get y'all's thoughts again on this roster just it, pet cats, for lack of a better term. Like I said, I'm going to fall in love with somebody this week. I still remember thinking Braxton Miller was a much, a much man. His footwork in the wide receiver uh, girls was incredible. I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to take over the league. So I can't wait to get hurt again. But I just, I would love to hear uh, some pet cats. So let's just go around the table. Brian, I'll start with you. Just give me one or two guys that you're really. Yeah, excited. I'm really interested in these defensive linemen. And when you start to talk about Jermaine Johnson, Cam Thomas, those guys, uh, I mentioned Mathis uh, from Alabama, uh, Hall uh, from Houston. 
you know, to me, that this is, might be one of those kind of those sneaky things, those sneaky needs that we like to talk about if things, whatever happens with your defensive tackle situation, whatever happens with Randy, what happens with the cap with, uh, say, uh, you know, with Tank. You know, they might be looking at, a, at at 24 and keeping a really broad, open mind about, hey, best player. But these these edge players, I think there's quite a few of them, and and I do I do love the kid, I do love Johnson, and I do I do like Cam Thomas myself. So keep an eye on that. I know Sanders is a kid out of Cincinnati that uh, was has got some interest from some folks. So it's got a pretty good little flavor of defensive linemen. So that's a position I'm going to kind of be focused on overall. Cam Thomas out of San Diego State. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Writing that down. Yeah. He's a good one to look at. Uh, he'll be. He'll be. What's going to happen is he's going to go on. You'll see him in the one-on-one stuff, and he's got a guy that's probably going to be winning quite a bit because he's kind of a slippery, but like really good technician, slap hands, rip, you know, pull that kind of guy. So I, I have a feeling he'll be able to break some of these tackles down. Kyle, what do you got? I've got a couple guys, and I tweeted out a, a list of five last night that I was excited to watch and apparently three of those guys may not actually play this week oh, so good that's job, Kyle. pretty to be a damn disappointing journalist. yeah it was disappointing disheartening uh, I've got some late later round guys that I kind of want to look that may have a chance to jump one of which is a, a Dallas guy uh Reggie Roberson Jr wide receiver oh, SMU. SMU he's fun he's very fun great hands he can high point the football makes catch in traffic he's a good route runner uh, I'm excited to see him go up against these bigger corners and guys that are able to challenge him from a speed and a physical standpoint. And I think he's got a chance uh, to jump. There is another SMU guy, Danny Gray, that'll be a, a part of the Senior Bowl. But I'm really keeping my eyes on Roberson, who's been at SMU for quite some time. I feel like I was calling games of his back in like 2018 when I was in school still. So uh, you were in school in 2018. Yeah, well, let's not talk Good about it. Um, yeah, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say, outside of that, I want to see some of these, of course, offensive interior linemen. Zion Johnson, who yeah. brought uh, brought us brought up the other day. Leviticus Smith, uh, or no, wait, I, I said that first name wrong. Leticia Leticus. I don't know how to say it. I was it. about my, to say My man, if you're Virginia in this room, Tech. I want you to know the odds are you're going to be the pronunciation. I know, and you're I haven't gotten to work. this point yet. <laughs> That's why I'm excited to see him. Uh, Stuber from Michigan, which I think I said his name wrong too. Spencer Burford from UTSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive lineman heavy this week. And honestly, I think the one-on-one drills yeah. of the trenches is going to be where I'm planted for the majority of the week. Jeffrey, what do you got? I have four names that, when I was looking over the rosters this morning, are really, really interesting to me. I love Baylor safety Jalen Petrie, but I have no idea if he can cover, as I said earlier. Um, But he is like the leader of a pack of rabid dogs on that Baylor defense. You watch them play, and you're like, oh, my God, everybody out there is trying to break people on every so play. Much fun. It's Dave I miss, Aranda. I miss you, Dave Aranda. Yeah. And Jalen Petrie played the nickel, but a lot of times he walks down and plays the edge, and he like he doesn't mind wrestling offensive linemen. Like, so he's a, quote, nickel you're, that will hold the edge against offensive tackles. You're kind of describing 
Jaron Curse a little bit. Maybe he's a much smaller version. He's okay, six foot and I don't know, two hundred maybe. Right Is he like there. Winfield at all from Tampa? No, because no. Winfield was a single high. I don't know if yeah. Petrie can cover, so that's why I'm interested. I want to but see. I'm what saying he looks like. I neither can Winfield. A... If you watched him play the other day, I mean, Winfield that's plays true. down I and mean, in, in well, Winfield plays single high. He was good in in college. Yeah, I haven't been keeping close tabs on him in the pros. Yeah, he got run by the other day. I think Petrie is well, probably he's playing man coverage a, against the best a, receiver in football. They called a zero blitz in a and they trusted him to cover. Uh, and they trusted well, him to cover. That was their fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Cincinnati's other corner. Yeah. Yes. I watched him last night. Uh, Sauce Gardner is going to get all the headlines, and rightfully so, because he is the best corner on that team. But Kobe Bryant was a fifth-year senior that took advantage of the extra year you could play because of the COVID deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another big old corner. That when they let him step up in front of people and play press, and when they when he gets to play man that way, you're like, holy cow, there's something there. Uh, so Kobe Bryant, Cincinnati corner, and two defensive tackles that I think are interesting for the Cowboys: Fedarian Mathis at Alabama, yeah, and Devontae Wyatt at Georgia are two guys. Absolutely I haven't seen Wyatt yet. Wyatt's funny because he's six three, three fifteen, and so to most people, you'd hear that and you'd be like, oh, a one technique. Well, he played at Georgia, yeah, and they where they had have, a 360 yeah. pound one technique. So he was the three, and his get off at that size is really good. Like the stats aren't great, but the tape when you see a play where he has the opportunity to, hey, we're attacking on this play, you can get off the ball. Devontae Wyatt at six three three fifteen has an awesome get off. You know what you mentioned about, and you mentioned Mathis from Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the highest rated. One technique over Davis. Wow. I know. I know Davis. Everybody's well, yeah, talking pass rush. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Davis is really more of a of a two down player, and I bet you that Mathis on people's board is going to be higher than Davis. What do you What do you think Davis's range is? Because I know like people are enamored, and I'm not trying to like diss his ability as a player. He's great. Okay, like I I wonder how much that rant like his his limitations Would, as a two down guy will affect his draft stock. Is there anybody, okay, say for example, if he's on the board and it's Davis, Dean, it's maybe one, one, it's Dean. Easy. Is there anybody that you would take him over? Like, okay, say it was, say Dean and Lloyd got knocked out of here. Was it one of these corners that would be on the board? One of the safeties that were on the board? One of the wide receivers on the board. I have a lot of people so far that I would take over Jordan Davis. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis, the Purdue defensive end. I could just, I I I mean, I I think those are guys you would take over. That's what I'm saying. I'd take Daxton Hill over Jordan Davis. My exercise right now is a lot of people are going to ask us about Davis. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys, what I'm trying to tell you is there's a lot of guys at 24 that we would take over Davis. So I straight up think. He'll probably be a second round pick if I had to guess yeah. right today, and that's I just it's interesting. Well, his it, his his tag he, he to me like Jeff's talking about. He said eighteen. He might be that last guy you have in the first round mm. if you have nineteen or twenty names in the first round like you traditionally do. You know, he would be the probably the guy with the grade of one one nine. That last guy where one where one two zero oh, would be the first player in the second round. He might be the one one nine guy. Is he the most high profile nose tackle since Vita Vea, or am I forgetting anybody? Um, 
No, because everybody be right. else is pretty much three technique. Any of those Alabama cats that yeah. football team has? Or, I'm not since Those, <laughs> those guys Allen. are all I, all those Bama guys, like yeah. your Paynes yeah. and your Allens. And they're super freaks. I was. Gonna, they're not even. They're. They are just monster freaks who yeah. I don't even. You're talking a about 350 to 60 pound guys, ba- basically. If yeah. you guys like the Georgia defensive tackles this year. There's one at Georgia that'll be here next year yeah. that's eight times better than both of them I agree. combined. Right. Jalen Carter's a freak yep. show. Well, let's worry about that in January. Jalen Carter, I'd trade my first round pick right now and my second round pick Just to know for he's the rights there. to Jalen Carter next year. Wow. <laughs> I'll give up my one and my two. Wow. Turn in the card already? Yes. Wow. Done. I love it. Keep in mind that that's coming from Captain Trade Down. Yeah, too. that's true. Jalen uh, Carter's a stud. Could I throw one more name out there of for course senior you can. Yeah. Tariq Woolen, corner from UTSA. And I, I had meep, a couple meep. people, yeah, I had a couple people that tweeted me about him because I I have Conference USA because of the ESPN stuff and yeah. whatever. Yeah, he didn't get to play in the game that I called of UTSA this year, but I watched his tape. They call him Reek the Freak, hmm. six foot four, two hundred and five pounds. Switched to cornerback for two seasons and automatically was the best corner in the conference. And that wouldn't really, I mean, it's Conference USA, so there's a limitation there. But uh, he is just a freak of a player, and he's going to be at the Senior Bowl. I think he could go from being a fourth-round guy, fifth-round guy, to maybe being in the conversation of day, like early day two. Maybe circling. Six-five? Circling. Six-four. Six, Six-four. Circling yeah. that Very name because of Dan Quinn. <laughs> yes. Dan Quinn's like, that's That's uh, kind of what I wanted to bring it up about. He can tie his shoes standing straight up. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I think playing corner for two seasons, he's better than Deshaun Wright is right now. Okay. Then, I mean, that's so kind high. of a bold statement, but. Me too. Yeah. Just took a shot at a guy for no reason, and I apologize just now. I have a bad habit of doing this, like, because I, I can't think of a position that's less interesting to the Cowboys, but I do really like uh, Tyler Beatty, the Missouri running back. He's, he's, he's like, he's going to be a headliner down here, right? I mean, he, he's like all SEC. Mm, maybe. Give me James Cook. Yeah, James Cook's going to be up him, there. Can I pick him mid or Brian late? Robinson from Alabama. Brian Robinson, good player. Brian Abrams. Robinson came on real strong. Yeah. Abram Smith from Baylor. Who I've only looked at one. Yards. I've only looked at one running back in this draft well, so far, and it's Walker from from Michigan State. It's not something that I think you need to worry about. At least no, I'm going to do. I'm going to do them all because because you you're going to have to pull your board together. I'm just interested to see when they. But to me, I mean, I you know if you, if you could find the guy that can. That can do all three. That's always the trick. You know, can he run, block, can he, you know, catch? I think in this day and age, too, catching is really, really, really important. You know who was at the Senior Bowl? Who's that? Tony Pollard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, it's easy to overlook. Your left guard might be at the Senior Bowl. Who's that? Ed Ingram, the LSU guard, Darian Kennard, the Kentucky guard. Your left guard might be at the Senior Bowl. Maybe your third or fourth linebackers at the Senior Bowl, Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, the Georgia guys. How does this? How will? So you're going to watch. You're going to have the access to the tape of this later, right? Sure. How does this inform what you do later? Like, do you like? Are you going to circle some of these names that stand out next week and like focus in on those guys? Oh no, I've already kind of started looking at some of these guys just because I know we were having this show, and then Monday or Tuesday, Jeff and I'll come in here while your guys are on the road and have a show, hopefully. And we have to know about these guys. Yeah, I think it's important that you know. I, I just want to get an idea of how they play, and then how does that translate to the game? Because they might not have a lot of reps. 
But if you see them, you know, kind of flash. No, I guess, and I guess that's my point is, and Bradley and I did this two years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he was like the MVP he of that game. Up, he tore up Terrence Steele. I guess I do not remember Steele being at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, is Texas that... Tech, left tackle, just got destroyed. That's fun. Yeah. But I guess that's my point, though, is like whatever happens in this game probably affect your priorities coming out of it just in terms of like who you want to look at. I think it always when you play the Senior Bowl and you know that they've been coached by you watching the, the, the drills. That's not true. Game doesn't matter. That's not true. It's about the practices. I mean, for our purposes, yeah, but like the game does matter. Bradley and I jumped out at Dak that Dak was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. When Dak we went, right? was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. He was on the opposite team of Garrett and them. See, that's where nagging those guys do a great job where like they do, they put – these teams might coach the Jets if he puts some players to their needs. Yeah, you right. can tell what, which team needs what when you yeah, look at the roster. Yeah, he he, he tries to way. help these coaches out for you know for coaching the game. Hell, I'm gonna get you a look or two of these guys. You know, I think that's a smart thing. I just realized we're gonna have a chance to hang out with Dan Campbell. Yep, that's exciting. Yeah, find some kneecap biters. Yeah. Whoever's coaching the national team appears to be the team that would be interested in offensive line. Because they got Zion Johnson, the Boston College Jets. guard. They yeah. believe that's Michigan the Jets. Tackle. Sala and company. Yeah. They got the Minnesota tackle. Two really good head coaches in terms of personalities, but could not be more different, which will be fun. I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know Robert Sala's personality. He seems it's kind of, of reserved. I was going to say, he seems very low-key. I yeah. know everything I need to know about Dan. And then Dan, Dan Campbell's going to have some fun. <laughs> I love Dan Campbell. Two, I'm, I'm interested to see the contrast in the two practices. And see if there's just any the way content. that yeah, yeah Campbell's yeah, would be more violent. I would imagine so. Maybe some like bull in the ring and stuff like that. <laughs> I <laughs> doubt will break every rule. They'll, they'll be banned drill. from the senior bowl. I doubt that very much. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. And that's all the time we have. So. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll figure out what next week's gonna look like. Kyle I think and I be somebody in here. What are we doing? Kyle and I here? will be in Mobile. Brian and Jeff will be here. We'll we'll find a way to make it work. So yeah. we will have plenty of Senior Bowl content and other draft content coming your way next week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to y'all next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!